go out to LA. Somebody needs to do a song for LA. Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. Count my nose, smoke up. I'm from California. Where you from? So what? I'm from California. 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 This is Los Angeles. Where we going? Westward, ho. Hey, what up, Baylor, man? It's Chris. Yeah. Uh, I just read this damn thing, man. First of all, just condolences, man, since you know the brother. Just reading the article, he's just another brother trying to, trying to help out the young folk and you know, this stupid L.A. shit. You know, no reason. But, you know, I'm just calling to check on you, make sure you're all right. Uh, you, don't have to hit, you don't have to call me back. Um, I just want to, you know, send my word of condolences and love, man. Hope you're doing all right. I know it's... It's just an, another one, you know, after watching Ava's thing, and it's just like, it's, it's us, and it's, the, it's them, and it's us. It's just frustrating. And then my coworker told me about, you know, the shooting at the Delamo Mall. I missed that. It's, it's crazy, but, I man, you take it easy, you know, one day at a time. You know, we'll be getting up soon, man. I, mean, I know it's nuts like that, but, you know, I'll be praying for you. You know, I'm keeping my prayers always, man. But you take it easy, bro. I'll holler later. Oh, boy. So, you know, this episode, let me just cut right to it. I'm decompressing. I have to. Uh, within the past, actually, it's been a lot of things that has been building up. Um, but for the most part, like, I think within this past week or almost you know, it'd be a full week in, in Friday because that's where I'm going to start. I'm going to start from last Friday. Like the the balance of my emotions, you know, uh, it's just been, man, that should been like a roller coaster. Um, So Friday, you know, I took a lunch break and me, the wife, sis-in-law, sis-in-law friend, um, and, and sis-in-law mom, uh, we all went up to Malibu. We went up to Malibu for a uh, wine safari where we met a famous giraffe, fed him some goats, seen some turtles have sex, drunk some wine, uh, a lot of rosé <laughs> and red wines and things like that. My wife fell. My wife fell on her ass, fell completely on her ass, and she hurt herself, and I felt bad. I felt bad because she really hurt herself. Not not that she, you know, felt embarrassed or anything like that. Because you fall, you fall, you fall. You know, we laughed about it later. But she fell. And I can tell I'm getting, I, I know for a fact I'm getting softer. Day day by day, I'm just getting more and more soft, right? And I'm going to tell you why. I've been soaking up so much negative and positive energy. So much negative and positive uh, uh, news and all kind of just mixed in mingled shit right uh, and 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 thank god i got this podcast to voice it to to get it out you know i just recently i just finished recording uh our hip-hop episode the breaks radio and my cat with you know with my cast members and you know one of them said you know it's not good for you to hold all that in you know because i was telling them it's a long week and we was talking about the central uh central park five doc and I'm like, it, 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 it drove my emotions to a, to a, a rage type of 
place. And she was like, it's not good for you to hold that in. And I said, because I contain it real good. If I had to compare it to somebody, it'd be like the Incredible Hulk. The only thing is I can I contain it better than he does. And she said, well, that's not good. And I said, but I do get it out. I, I express it through podcasting, right? And so here I am with that. We went to the wine safari. We had a... Like a great time, fabulous time. Like it just puts you in a whole totally different mood. Like you're in a whole, you know, we're in Malibu. You know, LA is huge. California is huge. And there's so many different places. We came from the hood. We moved away from the hood. We tried to do things in different places and have different type of adventures. And the wine safari was, that was put on hold for so long. I forgot about it. The wife called me, said, we got to dress nice. I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? I'm dressed. When I mean dressed up, I don't mean anything like, um, you know, not not too dressy. You know what I'm saying? Not you know, I'm not wearing a button down and things like that. But I don't see you know, I don't some red pants. Uh, uh, I have my dunks on. You know what I'm saying? I have my Golden Girls uh, like lime green shirt on. I was I was out there. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> You know, got there, enjoyed it, man. Like I said, we had a lot to drink. Um, mink, you know, had fun, had a great experience with the animals. Saw some alpacas, alpacas, Tupacas, uh, Michelle and Obama, uh, and Ob- I forgot what it was. I forgot what the nicknames were, but they was they was cool, and uh, it was just a dope experience. And it was it was about two hours, I think, about two two and a half hours. Um. Just a real good feeling. I felt real good afterwards. And it was an experience that that um that I experienced once again with the girls. And so, you know, with you I, this is my second time going to a, an event with the girls, you know, and I I'll put it on wax right now. When I go out with them, it's fun. And I feel like I'm their bodyguard. You know, they t- and they and it's 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 crazy because they feel so comfortable around me. They talk like I'm not even there. But until I, I I let them know like yo that's just a little just a little too much I don't need to be hearing all that but uh, I feel like I'm their protector I protect them just like I would protect my wife when I when when I'm around them I walk behind them you know what I'm saying uh, unless I'm I'm holding my wife hand and we're in front of them or something like that but if they're just doing their thing I walk behind them I'm their personal security guard that's how I carry myself that's how it is that's how it should be. Uh, and it brings a lot of joy just to be around them because they have so much great positive energy and I like feeding off of them. Uh, and that's what took place Friday. You know, fast forward, we go, we go Saturday, Saturday, we had a good, you know, a good family outing. We did a lot of shopping that day, uh, for the kids. Got my daughter some Crocs and shit like that. Went to Denny's, ate, you know. Um, just, just normal, normal stuff in, in the, in, in the Taylor's household, uh, Sunday, you, you know, we was waiting on Sunday for game one, uh, of the finals and that was dope, you know what I'm saying? But I, we also got bad news that, you know, one of the coaches from the organization that my son is a part of, a guy that I see, you know, twice a week, sometimes three or four times, depending if we have a tournament together, um, you know, he coaches one of the teams and and his son is the same age as my son. He got gunned down in front of his son, you know, pulling up to his house. And this was just like the Nipsey situation. Um, 
it hit home again. Even though this was this didn't take place in L.A., this took place far away from L.A., where the the, the areas that we stay in are very very quiet. You know, well put together, nice, cool folks. We don't have that type of environment. So for that to happen to that particular person, you know, it, it, I was sad, man. I was sad. It, it, it shook me up a little bit and I tried to run from it. Every situation where, where it ended in death, I tried to run from because I was trying to run from the pain. Because again, like I said in the beginning of the episode, my my joy and pain has been a roller coaster. You know what I'm saying? This year, uh, it has been for a while, but it's just been different this year because, you know, I mean, if you haven't heard, I did a, a Nipsey Hussle tribute episode that, and that was the same day he passed away. You know, uh, I know it wasn't released until <clears throat> it wasn't released until. Um, uh, well, no, actually, actually, it came out the next day. Well, first of all, I have to say this. Be honest. Uh, he's the main guy over my episodes. He's the one that goes through and does all the editing. He puts the shows up. I send him the show notes and things like that. His awareness of. Uh, uh, of, of, of everything that I do is, is great because sometimes I don't even have to talk to him. He put that episode out the next day, which was a Monday. Like I said, I dropped BTG for president on a Thursday, every Thursday. Haven't missed a Thursday. He dropped that episode the very next day. I appreciate that, man. I, I, I wanted to say that during the episode. I appreciate that because that meant a lot to me. Not only that is my intro song I remember him. I remember sending him ideas and pieces of what I wanted my intro to sound like. And on the first attempt, he got it right. And he, you know, he put in Nipsey. And that was just, come on, man. That was dope. That was dope. Uh, but I just wanted to say that. But at the same time, like, it was very emotional recording that episode. I cried in the beginning because it hurt. It was, it, a lot of people outside of California, it was hard to explain how difficult Nipsey's death was. So that goes without saying. But what I'm saying is it brought me back to that feeling when I heard this man who was just, uh, I think like a year or two older than me, had a, has a son that's the same age as my son. You know, his profession is something that I, I adore and I appreciate because I'm a basketball player. I've coached before. And to hear that he's, he, you know, he came from a, a tournament with his son and to, uh, to reach home, to get home with his son and to get gunned down in front of his son. It's an eye opener. It's pain. It hurts. You know, they shut down practice Tuesday. Um, of course, they had a dedication for him Tuesday at the gym and things like that. But I ran from the pain. Um, it's just tough, man. It's, it, it's tough, you know, and, and then you have... You have things like we have a special event coming up Saturday <clears throat> that pertains my son. Um, you know, my wife is going to start talking about, you know, the next step in creating her her personal business with her friend. That's a plus, you know. Um, and we got things. We got weddings coming up. Summer League is coming up. That's my bonding time with my son and my friends and just juggling all this. And then today I get. 
I get a notification and, and I see a picture of a young lady that went to my high school that graduated after I did younger than me, but she was close to our outer circle. You know, the cat, our, the younger cats that I know, she passed away in a, in the car accident. And it's like, I'm soaking all this in, you know, and I know some of this has to do with social media or whatever, but it didn't matter if I found out through social media or if it was like back in the day in the nineties where you just found out word of mouth. It still hits you. It's just that now, you know, you're driven to the information, uh, faster. You know, it's right there. It's right then and there. And it's just a lot, man. And, and, and it, and it had me ask, ask myself, like, are we able to retain all this information? Health it, like, is it healthy? Like, how are we able to do that? And and we wonder where PTSD come from. And I can sit up here and tell you that I'm used to this type of stuff. And and you wonder why when I go to, I go to Malibu with the people that I love and we having a good time, why it feels so good. Just for two hours, though. I went right back to work after that. You know, I basically had a Malibu lunch break, went back to work. And you wonder why these va- these small little outings and these vacations feel so good because we go through so much pain, you know, like and and I do have to talk to people. You know, I talk to my boy D. Murph a lot. D. Murph, I talk to D. Murph at least once or twice a week on the phone. Just to sit up. We talk about podcasts, family, personal stuff all the time, man. And that's how I build relationships. Shout out to my boy. Shout out to my boy, Ant. Forget that, yo. He came down. Let me tell you, the, let me tell you the journey this man took. This man drove from Florida to Utah to Vegas to LA to come kick it with me. Now he, I mean, prior to that, he's, he's coming out here for other reasons or came to the West Coast for other reasons, but he also came to LA just to come see me, just to have Roscoe's, our, our Roscoe's meeting. And at that meeting, we sit up there and talk, and it wasn't even a meeting. I don't want to say it was like a business meeting. He came out here to just to kick it. Just to kick it out. My first time meeting him, I didn't been on his show. He didn't been on my show. I didn't send feedback to his show. He came down here. He ordered the uh, Obama special number nine you know, and, and some shit on the side. It was funny. I think it was biscuits and gravies. I don't, that's a cold combination, eh? Biscuits and gravy and a number nine, which is a waffle, three wings. But it, he ate it all though. He ate it all. But we sat there, we sat there inside Roscoe's for like an hour. Then we went on, then we went to the parking lot. We recorded an episode on camera. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's, that's the joy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the, (laughs) that's the joy right there. Um, and that's just the ups and downs. And that's just been my week. That's just been my week so far. Not to mention, not to mention work, you know, my wife job, like anything that my wife, you know, they say never bring work home. That's impossible, man. That's impossible in the field that we're in. You know, my wife has to work around people and kids. I have to work around adults with disabilities. I have to work around people that need our assistance. So for me to come home and not bring work home, that is very hard. Although I, I try my best to just cut everything off. Sometimes I, I leave my phone upstairs while I'm downstairs watching a movie. You know? Like, I, I'll do that. And don't get me wrong, some, it's irritating because uh, at my house, I have poor service at my house. You know, you will have to call me. I have an iPhone. You will have to call me uh, FaceTime or FaceTime audio for, for, for me to have great reception. 
But I'm glad if you got an Android or something like that, you call me from your house phone and it's not going to be a good connection. Well, no, you call me from the house phone, you're good. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just terrible service. And I'm glad it's terrible service sometimes because sometimes I'll get delayed text messages or, you know, I'll see somebody call me. It'll be delayed or whatever, but I'm at home, man. Me and my wife, we like going to the jacuzzi is, is not just a, like, we don't take it lightly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We go to the jacuzzi as often as we can. And we sit there for about an hour, maybe an hour and a half, sometimes two hours. Just we in there. It's like we in there cooking like lobsters. But that's like our business meeting. That's like our business meeting and personal time because it's so much to get off. I swear we got like 10 pounds of stress on us. And that and that jacuzzi helps us just, you know, shave it off, shave it off. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, it's. And then, you know, I got I got my son. He He's about to finish his school semester. He got one more year of middle school and then he goes to high school. It's a lot to think about, man. You know, he even asked about going to the, um, you know, to the to the candlelight, uh, you know, thing for the coach. And, you know, my wife had to make an executive decision and say no, because he's never been around that type of emotion. And it's going to hit hard because this was a coach that knew a lot of kids that's still in the program that left the program. And it's, it's a lot to deal with. You know what I'm saying? I even had, I had a talk with my son. We had a talk with our son about just being, just growing up, just handling more responsibilities, taking, um, you know, taking your, uh, what, what am I trying to say? Taking responsibility for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's at that stage where, you know, he's 13, and he's at that stage where I need more out of you, bro. I shouldn't have to tell you to go take out the trash, or unload the dishwasher, or load the dishwasher, you know, dealing with school and things like that. It is a lot, man. It is a lot. I have to salute the parents out there who raise kids by themselves. I got to salute the parents that, you know, that that was married and had to raise, you know, kids. Because I didn't get no I didn't get no book, bro. I didn't get no guidance book. And I don't have the parents. I don't have my parents to sit down and tell me uh, this is what we did or this is what you should try. I lost my parents some years ago, both of them. So I don't have that safety net. I explained that in the episode called Safety Net. You know what I'm saying? So what all this time that I'm going through these these mixed emotions, these up and down emotions, looking for guidance, looking for answers and shit like that. I really don't have nobody. To, and, I, and when I say I don't have anybody to go to, I don't know who I can go to that's reliable that can tell me this. Sometimes I just got to pick. I got to pick positive information and advice from just random people which I've probably been doing my whole life because the examples that I had came from TV mostly. So this thing called life that I'm living personally, this thing called life being the husband, this thing called life being a parent, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to juggle all that. I got to juggle all that. When my wife get in a funky, a funky mood and, and she's going through her her emotions and things like that, I'm still learning how to deal with it. And when I mean my deal with it, like I have to know when to answer, how to answer, when not to answer, when just to listen, when to listen a different way. Like, and it's just different. 
It's just different. I understand where the anxiety comes from. I understand where the panic attack comes from. You know what I'm saying? Because now I've been having them lately. Minor ones. You know what I'm saying? And and I've come to learn that it's not cool keeping it in at all. You know, like again, I just finished doing the breaks radio, you know what I'm saying? With with, with my co-hosts, Lo, Mary, and and uh and Hayes, and he brought up the Mac Miller doc, and I'm like, I'm here for it, but I'm not ready. We all agree that we're not ready for it emotionally, but I want to watch it. I want to see the content. He brought up Nip. And he asked my thoughts. I just told him I got nothing. And and if they listen to this, I'm going to let you know at that moment when he asked me, I started to tear up. That's why I said I got nothing. And it's not because of, you know, just a nip. It's just been an accumulation of everything. Accumulation of everything that. That, you know, it's just when when Mary said you, you shouldn't keep it in, she don't understand that <laughs> how right she is. You know what I'm saying? And I haven't. You know what I'm saying? I had my times where I will bundle some things in, but I have to get it out. I have to get it out. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not healthy. It's not healthy. And and I damn near almost cried during the show. And we record, you know, we're on camera too, <laughs> by the way, you know. Um, oh boy. Yeah, man. So, you know, it's not even, not even a full week yet. And all that, all that has been going on since, since last Friday. Um, and we still, you know, <laughs> we got to keep going, man. We got to keep going every day. And I'm not sure if I've ever said this on an episode or not, but. Every day or every other day, when I leave for work, when I'm driving on the freeway, because I have a I have a long commute as well, to and from work, I think about my life. You know what I'm saying? When um, you know, when my wife told me about the situation with the coach, uh the, the tragedy that happened to the coach, uh, they were currently um well, I would you know, I, I dealt with it. But I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday when it when it started hitting me more. Once I started to read the articles and they made the news and things like that, I remember she was taking my son to uh, to tutoring for math. And uh, on her way back, we was you know afterwards we were going to go check out some beds and some uh, mattress because we we're looking for a new mattress and things like that. And I remember uh, you know I had Bailey with me and she dressed and. We went outside and there's a like um there's like a uh like a ramp. Um there's like we have a ramp. Well it's like a yeah, it's like a cement ramp and um she likes to hang on the pole or whatever and swing. And I just remember looking at her, like nobody's outside, you know, it's about five, something about about six, five well, I think it was like about six. And, you know, the sun is still up a little bit, you know, going down a little bit. Um, nobody's outside. And I'm just looking at her. She's not even paying attention to me. She's ha- she's swinging, having fun. And I'm just looking at her like that could have been me. You know, you know what I'm saying? That could have been me on Sunday and I could be gone right now. And I'm just stuck staring at her. And that happens often where I just look at the kids I look at my wife and I just be stuck and I'm like, I have to be careful in these streets. 
You know what I'm saying? I said on Twitter today, I got emotional on Twitter today because, I mean, that's just me. I'm just human, you know, and, I, and as I get older, having kids and things like that and having a wife and being a protector of my family, you get more emotional because you get more defensive. And I told catching the thread in the sports thread, shout out to the sports thread we got on Twitter. I said, every time I do an episode with you guys, whether it's on my show or your show, before I get off the phone with y'all, I say, be safe. I don't take that lightly. I swear to God, I don't take that lightly. You know what I'm saying? Because at this point, we've built a relationship. We've had that thread for a long time, for a very long time. You know what I'm saying? I've met cats in that thread. You know, now we're not the closest of friends because we met each other through podcasts, but we have a relationship. Whether we have different, whether we have different uh, basketball teams that we represent, that we stand for, different players, we're from different uh, cities and states, and we rep our cities and our states. We take great pride in that. I set all that shit to the side, and I see another man who may or may have or may not have kids, but you still got to take care of your life for everybody that you're around and everybody that you take care of. I don't care. I don't care if you like Jordan. I don't care if you like Bron. I don't care if you like Curry. I don't care who you like. At the end of the day, when this shit, when 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 life presents itself, that's what I'm worried about. I don't care about none of that shit. Now it's good that we have a thread where we could bond and build a relationship together or whatever. But I'm trying to make sure my ultimate goal is. I wouldn't mind going into business with some of these cats, but at the same time, building a relationship so we can have, so we can create more joy for each other. Because of the amount of pain that I've been seeing and hearing and been, that I've been going through, that shit is rough, man. And that shit will eat you up as you get older. Cause you get more sensitive. And maybe cause when you get older, you start looking at, you start looking at life through a different lens. You do. You start looking at life at it through a different lens and every moment that you have, every positive moment that you have, you record that shit. You remember that shit. That means something to you. Like I said, when I'm gone, I want a statue. Because I want people to remember the great shit that I did, whether I did it for mass amount of people or if I just did it for my family. I want a statue for that. I want to be remembered. Because I, cause me, I'm just, I'm just walking joy. At least that's just what I want. You may not agree with some of the politics that I have. You may not agree with the lifestyle. You may not agree with my personal opinions, but at the same time, I don't mean no harm. And I just feel like we need to build, everybody just need to build together because we live in a world that's crazy, man. It was almost what a month or two months ago that I got the story of, there was like two uh, kidnapping attempts in downtown L.A. And one of them was recorded. I seen a lady just pick up a kid and try to run out with him. And they stopped her. That bothers me, man. Because I got a three-year-old. And you and you blink or you don't pay attention out there in public. And they could be gone just like that. And that would shatter my whole life. I'm not a killer. Pac said it best. I'm not a killer, but don't push me. And if I ever was in a situation where I had to protect my family, I am not afraid to say that anybody can die while I'm protecting my family with my bare hands. With my bare hands. That's how much I, I don't have that much. I don't have that much family as it is. On both sides of my family. 
You know, it's, it's, it's rough enough that I don't have my parents. But on their side of it, I don't have that much going. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of friends that's family members to me. And if I lose one of them, it hurts, which I have in the past. So, you know, online every day I sit up there and I joke around. I might have some 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 deep arguments. I might throw out some insults. It ain't nothing personal. I'm going to tell you that flat out. It is nothing personal. I'm not about to sit up there and beef with anybody and, and insult anybody to the, to the point where we have to see each other in person and handle it. I'm telling you right now, it ain't nothing that serious. I don't hunk my horn on at nobody. I don't do road rage or nothing like that. I had this fascination with the hood. I ain't going to lie to you because I was born and raised in the hood. And I felt like, man, I'm cool. You know, I did my time in the hood like, like it was the pen or like it was the jail, like county jail or something like that. And I feel like I can go back any time. I can't do that. Sometimes I'd be scared to go to my auntie house in Compton. Sometimes I'd be scared to hit my grandma block in South Central. In and out. And if I didn't have to work in L.A., <laughs> you won't be seeing my face in L.A. like that. Or at least those those parts, I'll just have to go see my granny and my auntie, and that's it, and then I'm out. Go see my, go see my pops-in-law, and I'm out. There's nothing else for me. Honestly, I like to I like to travel. And I like to go places with the homies. I like to go to Vegas, college football opening weekend, uh NBA Summer League. I like to chill with the homies. But you know what I really like? Sitting my ass at home. And the cold part about it is I, I will get cabin fever. But I'll go out and I don't want to go too far away from the house. I have anxiety, separation, separation anxiety when it comes to my family. That's crazy. Because of this world, man, you know, I get so much joy and so much pain at the same time. It's hard to, it's hard to balance that shit. So at the end of the day, man, I got to go to the gym, sit in the steam room or the sauna, decompress. Real talk. I think everybody needs to do that. I think talking more and more, and, I, and everybody's heard it. You know, this mental health shit has been a topic for the past three, four or five years. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it really, I feel like it's really been a major topic for the past two years. I know Charlamagne has talked about it. Joe Button has talked about it. It's been on a lot of major platforms. I get it. But every day it seems like it's getting thicker and thicker because we're trying to figure out different avenues and routes to, to, to medicate it. I personally believe vacations and more family time and whoever your significant other is more time more more quality time is one of the best medicines that you can have that you could take for this but because we got to work and maintain our lifestyle and keep a roof over our head and pay these bills is 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 hard to get that personal time it's hard to get that joy but we're gonna work on it we're gonna work on it man we definitely gonna work on it Whew. Boy, 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 boy. I tell you. I'm gonna be alright and I'm good. I'm just I just had to let y'all know that um it's hard, man. It's hard. I think like I I'm not gonna lie to you. Growing up as a like could you continue to grow as an adult, I'm and I'm I'm gonna leave off with this note. I know we would, 
<laughs> we was fooled as youngsters when we was watching these rap videos, watching these rap artists and shit like that, because we felt like they had everything, like they had the perfect lifestyle. And then, lo and behold, we come to find out that it was a lie. It was a gimmick. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't really have this. We did, I didn't find out until, you know, I started to understand the game a little bit more that cats didn't really start earning money unless they went on tour. It wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't signing to a, a major record deal and that was it. You know what I'm saying? Cats wasn't getting their royalties and cats wasn't getting as much money as they said they was getting off of selling albums. And now, I, now album sales is nothing. Now you got to do streaming and when you find out how much you 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 get from the streaming and what the hell is the stream it's just too much and then you and then you hear about these rappers that 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 stressed out and depressed and things like that because of the goddamn entertainment business and things like that and it's like god everything was just a lie you know what i'm saying nip went down and that that made me say you know what if if you're not doing what he was trying to do if you're not talking the way he was talking, I don't, I don't care. I don't. You might put out something that bop, that got a cold beat, but that's it. That's like fast food. I'm going to eat it for the, for the moment, and I'm going to be hungry again, but it's not going to sit with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to sit with me, so I don't really care. And, I don't, and, I, and I'm not going to take you serious. So you can come out with this flashy shit that I don't believe in. You can come out with all these kind of lies and shit like that. I don't believe it no more. You know, we got to do better. We got to get better. If anybody want to talk, I'm open to talking. You know what I'm saying? I'm one of those cats that do both talking and texting. I, I'm 50-50. You can call me on the phone uh, and you can text or whatever. We just got to be better. We got to be better. That's about it.